We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey friends, just a quick reminder that this Saturday night, December 2nd, I'm going to be doing a live Q&A at Badger State Brewery, 7 p.m., probably for about an hour, although I will definitely stay later if people want to continue to chat. Q&A, meet and greet, grab some great beer. I'm sure the Big Ten Championship game is going to be on as well, so should be a great time. Again, 7 p.m. Central, this Saturday, live at Badger State Brewery in Green Bay. Hope to see you guys there. What's going on, Packers fans and Swifty fans? Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Fralick. Alongside me, the ever-opinionated Eli Berkovitz and the uh, fabulous Janelle Mackey. Guys, we did get confirmation in our prep uh, with our production. You know, the the engineer team and the uh, production team, more production team, ran in this last note that I had missed, put it in front of my desk. Taylor Swift confirmed by Matt LaFleur via Rob Domovsky and many, many others on Twitter um, that Matt LaFleur said he's heard Taylor Swift will be at Lambeau on Sunday night. Janelle, I know you had a great spin zone about this. What are your thoughts? Is he, is What's Matt LaFleur doing? Is he playing mental warfare out there? Yeah, I mean, it kind of just seems like one of those things to like blow smoke and rile people up because it's like, why would Matt LaFleur know that? You know, it's just kind of like one of those bizarre things. But I mean, when you mention Taylor Swift, it draws all the attention. So... I mean, it just seems like a really goofy thing for him to kind of stick his nose in and, like, kind of be involved with. Like, I want to know what provoked him to say that. Like, if somebody was asking a question, maybe. I didn't see the Mm -hmm. context of it. I just saw uh, the tweets like you had mentioned. So, I don't know. It's just kind of goofy. And I don't know if he's just trying to, like, rile people up. And um, who knows? Maybe trying to double the fan base at Lambeau. Uh, I don't know. But it... It just seemed like a very obscure thing for Matt LaFleur to kind of come out and try and confirm because it's like, I don't know, do you trust him? Is he just like saying things to say things? Who knows? It It's just kind of an enigma right now, but we have to wait till Monday to see if he was actually correct or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be... I don't know. There's a lot of buzz in Green Bay. Obviously, if anyone knows 
listen to a podcast or follow me on Twitter. I do live in Green Bay. I lived here for a while. Janelle used to live in Green Bay. And it's um Janelle, you you and I both know it's it's crazy when it comes to a Packers game day and especially Sunday night football coming off a big win on Thanksgiving versus the Lions, which was fantastic. We got to break that down last week on that episode, you know, in <clears throat> a little uh off of the the general what we talk about as the injury report, which we'll get into shortly, which is um not to be thankful for, but truly it's 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 a little bit crazy. And then all of a sudden you add a Eli, you add a billion dollar superstar, Eli, billion dollar superstar. She's pretty damn good at what she does to potentially traveling into Green Bay. It's kind of crazy. Eli, I know you have your opinions on it. Um, one being that uh, Taylor Taylor Swift uses men and exes as her muse, if you will, to you know get into character or get inspiration from. You have an opinion about that? I don't think it's too far off base, but Eli, what is, is LaFleur like? What's he doing? Like what? I'm just confused. Like I know I asked Janelle the same thing. Like, is he is he trying to play the long game here? Trying to figure it out? I'm sure someone, Janelle, like you said, asked a pretty in context question about it. Can't be the first time he was asked this week. But Eli, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift coming to town? And um, do you give a do you give a? I mean, frankly, do you care? Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's somewhat cool that not just because she's going to be there, but because of how many extra eyes are going to be brought to this game. I think it'll be cool for maybe people who have never seen Lambeau Field in primetime or Lambeau Field at all, or, you know, Packers football and the atmosphere of what it is there. That could be good, you know, for people, you know, fans that aren't huge into the game or people that don't really watch football. So I think that could be cool for them. But yeah, look, I not, I don't know, Taylor Swift is just, honestly, she doesn't even, her music's really not bad. Like I don't listen to it per se, but I don't not listen to it. Whatever, you know, I think uh, everyone has layers and different complexities to them. So, Taylor, you know, you stay out of my way. And she's been trying to get to me for years. I mean, Taylor, I've noticed. Yeah, so I'm like, Taylor, just back up. I'm going to keep you at arm's length because I don't really trust you. But maybe one day you can, uh, I'm trying to think of a a funny reference to one of her songs. But that's how little I know. But I'll say, uh, uh, I know she said something about karma with Travis Kelsey. Is that a song, karma? Do you know? Um, I am not oh. Swifty to ask. I know. I thought you were Unless a Taylor Swift correspondent. Radio, I probably. I know. I'm not. I'm not like a Swifty, but I respect Taylor Swift and her music. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't categorize myself as one of mm. them. <laughs> That's not what Jen was saying before the show. She, she really she wasn't. She switched her tune. Yeah, yeah, entire tour. She's obsessed with her. She has tattoos <laughs> of Taylor Swift all over her body. Um, so yeah, like Jen, just be honest with the world the way I look. I mean, Taylor Swift did put out a song with Fall Out Boy and it was a banger, so mad respect to that. <laughs> Not on Fall Out Boy, absolutely. All right, they guys, were so my, they raked on my Spotify wrapped, so I, I I'm yeah. sure they did, and everyone found out about it when you posted about if you did post about it. Um, I did, yes, guys. So whether or not Taylor Swift shows up, I think there's still going to be more attention just based off the little nugget that Matt LaFour. Matt before talked about guys, and we're also let's you know, let's get to it. We're five minutes in this episode. Let's get to a couple more things. I do want to take the time, guys, to I we generally plug the stuff at the end of this episode, but I definitely want to take an opportunity to plug two things. One, very appropriate pack a day podcast as you're listening to this on Saturday morning, afternoon, evening, potentially. If you're coming into Green Bay, you live in Green Bay, you're looking for something to do on a crappy December, potentially cold day. It looks like it's gotten a little bit warmer since we had single digits overnights a couple days ago. But um, if you're looking for something to do, and I highly, highly recommend it, I have about a 95% chance I will be there because I don't live far from Badger State Brewing Company. But 
Andy Herman, the owner of Packaday Podcast, the Podfather himself. Uh, we're going to be hosting a Q&A at Badger State Brewery. Badger State Brewery, I want to say, I don't know the exact street it's on, but that's okay. It's kind of behind where the Brett Favre Steakhouse used to be, across the street from where Burkles used to be, behind Stadium View, in that back lot area. Um, Tundra Lodge is over there, like in that area. Of course, just Google it. But Q&A, 7 o'clock. Come for some chat. It's free to get in. My guess, we've had some events. I've seen some events there before. It's pretty wide open. There could be a few different spots it could be, but nonetheless, if you don't even you know care to listen to the Packers and need to drink your sorrows away, Badger State has some like the best beer in town. So 7 o'clock, Saturday, December 2nd, when you're either listening to this or if you missed it and you listen to this on you know Sunday morning, sorry, you missed out. It was a good time, but um, I look for myself, Matt Freilich, to be there. Andy will be there. I'm sure a few people other traveling the town will be there. My intentions are, Janelle and Eli, if my Packaday podcast hoodie is clean, to wear that. Let people know that I'm a part of the podcast, and at least they can approach me, because sometimes as an episode, right, audio, they don't really know who the hell we are. Mm-hmm. The second, <laughs> second one, very more shameless plug, is uh, Stage One Green Bay, downtown on Broadway, formerly of the Lyric Room. They are having a Taylor Swift night. If you're looking for something to do on Saturday night, you're coming to town, want to find some life, you know, um, nightlife to do. Janelle, you know, the nightlife in Green Bay, very, very abundant. A lot of things to do. So if you're looking for something specific to really fine tune on, I would suggest going there, hitting up the guys down there. It should be fun if you're into a Taylor Swift, basically a DJ set for multiple hours, and I'm sure they'll mix some stuff in. So go check it out down there on Broadway. But I digress, guys. Let's get into the injury report. Eli, it seems appropriate to start with you. You were fashionably late because you were resting before the episode i wish i could have done that however you had the best reaction hey guys we had 17 or 18 guys in the injury report last week and now what are we at 10 days later 15 how the hell is that possible eli tell us how that is possible uh i would argue that it's not possible i think i mean i think the oh my gosh no 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 but really (laughs) i think this is a trend that i think we can agree on the packers love to just put people on the injury report. It's like whoever runs the Packers injury report like has some kind of sick thrill when he's like, oh, my God, I get to throw another guy on. Because it's not that they put everyone on, but they'll leave a guy on the injury report a month after he's already played four straight games. But it's like just in case if he sneezes that one time, it could be a pro- like it's aggressive. But at the end of the day, out of the 15 on the injury report, we have seven questionable and one doubtful and one out. Aaron Jones, of course, being out. The doubtful being Eric Stokes and Matt. If you try to just run through, who's questionable? Yeah, absolutely. Feel free. I mean, Janelle, I'm sure feels the same way. We know she generally is one to be more optimistic, but I, I, I'm going to push her optimism aside, Eli. <laughs> Ten days after Thanksgiving, and say, you know what? Eventually, re- reality's got to kick in, right? It's just so yeah. go go ahead and run down through them, and um, you know, mix in a couple breaths, get a couple drinks, watering because it's a it's a long one. Yeah, no, I. That's really why I rested before the shows i was like if i'm going to read off this injury report i need some rest but what's really cool is that i'm going to read these names and like barely any of them are massively huge parts of the team so let's get started jair alexander devondre campbell rudy ford Jaden reed darnell savage dontavion wicks robert rochelle rudy ford josiah deguara so maybe a couple of those names you might recognize oh yeah it's the entire team in a major way so, I mean, it's the whole roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Look, we're going to do seven on sevens on Sunday night. It's going to be really cool. First time in NFL history. Um, 
but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot here. A lot, obviously, of some guys I feel better about, some I feel worse. I don't know. I mean, just off the bat, I do think Reed will make it out there. Um, I basically have no more faith, like that Jair comes back before he's basically beyond fully healthy. Mm-hmm. So who knows about that? And everything else is just a question. I don't think Savage plays. I think it's probably another week. But yeah, yeah. I, and I want, definitely want Janelle to have an opportunity to get into you. You know, seventeen guys. You know, we're we're not a huge math show. I had to Google how many days it is from when you know twenty one days from today. Um, but easy seventeen out of about 52 or 51, 53 is about a third. It actually around a third of the roster is on this injury report, not with a status, but throughout the week had some sort of designation throughout the week. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's truly you know disappointing. And before Janelle, I want to get your reaction on which side of the ball is a little bit more going to be affected. There's a couple of position groups that we're seeing here, um, but definitely want to reference um, to your point, Eli Savage, Eric Stokes. So Savage was activated. Um, on the 20th. Now we've done this exercise before as the injury report squad. And we know from Eric Stokes previous, which we'll get into him. He has a 21 day window to be activated. We still have no idea what the hell happens if they're not activated at then my guess. And I think we saw this with uh, Deshaun Watson. I believe that they have to be put back on IR. And then that's, Oh, I, I that's my guess. Regardless from the 20th of November, 21 days later, uh, we don't need to do the knuckle trick as we've come, come to find out <laughs> a great thing to use would be Monday night football in the Meadowlands versus the Giants on December 11th. Eli, you were probably correct that 90 minutes before the game, just like the Justin Jefferson thing, if he's not on the active roster at that point, there would be some repercussions. But my guess is based off of, like you said, Eli, with him being um, you know, questionable with the calf, full participant all week. You could see him playing this week. That would be pretty cool. In his counterpart, injured DB, um, Eric Stokes, he was activated on the 27th being Monday. 21 days from now is the 18th. That would give him an opportunity to be activated before the Bucks game as they would travel uh, – or as the Bucks, excuse me, would travel to Green Bay, possibly for that game on the 17th. Maybe they would wait until after that to activate him for the 18th to continue to go. Probably just depends on the severity of the injury with that hammy. And if you rush him back too soon – to absolutely get on the field for special teams because that's an important thing that you want from Eric Stokes. So enough of the sarcasm from Eli and myself. We'll go to a little bit more serious, more uh, compassionate human. Janelle, what – you can take this either way you want. Defense, offense, who do you think is more affected affected by these injuries? And do you have one specific specific position group on either side that you think is a little bit more effective? The floor is yours. Feel free to go any direction. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Um, yeah, I think the position group. Um, I'm gonna. I'm kind of looking more at the offense right now, even though obviously the Chiefs are a very aggressive, very talented offense themselves. So having a healthy defense is extremely important. But I feel like the defense has done a really good job of players stepping up. Um, you know, Valentine, Valentine, Owens, all these guys who kind of just got plugged into situations and have you know, over the last couple of weeks started to, um, you know, get better and produce well and um, make better stops. And I feel like the defense overall this year, um, even though we've been losing games and stuff, I feel like it hasn't necessarily been at their fault because they've held teams to low scores. Um, it's more so about the offense starting to cook. And um, I look at this and it's like, okay, Aaron Jones, once again, already listed as out, like 
huge hit to the offensive side. And then you already know that Manuel Wilson is on IR. And then you look and it's like, okay, AJ Dillon now is listed with a groin injury, um, limited participation. So it's kind of like, that's the entire running back group. So it's going to be like a Patrick Taylor heavy day. It sounds like maybe mix in Dylan, depending on how he's doing, obviously Dylan, um, who I know was taking a lot of heat earlier in this season. And I held my own with him and he's been producing really well, which has been super awesome to see, but it's just hard when almost an entire position group is banged up and depleted like that um especially as it's going to start getting colder and that run game is so much more important you know we're heading into December games at Lambeau and being able to run the ball is huge so you kind of look and it's like okay let's get Jaden Reed involved but he's also on the injury report he has a, a chest injury um did not practice earlier this week you know finally practiced a little bit on Friday but you're kind of taking away that ground game with all these injuries and that's really hard. And thankfully Jordan Love has really started to kind of find his own, but he's used, he's losing a lot of these weapons around him. You know, Musgrave is already down. Um, it's just losing all the, yeah, it's just the talent around him is starting to deplete. And I know we've seen a lot of these guys on the injury report already. So there's chances that they do play. Um, but there is just a lot of like the team finally feels like it's turning that corner and then you look at the injury report and it's like, okay, but all these key pieces to that success over the last couple of weeks are listed here. And you don't want that to deplete kind of um, the high that this team has been on. So I kind of just look at that offensive side and it's like, you're going to have to score a lot of points against Kansas City. That's just kind of how it's going to have to be. Um, it's not impossible because this very depleted team in the Packers went out and beat the Lions on Thanksgiving Day and the Lions open their season by beating the Chiefs. So it's kind of one of those things where anybody's beatable. It's just going to depend on, you know, scheming around these injuries, next man up, how is it going to go? And I think having home field advantage is going to be huge um, in these situations. They know this field. They know the atmosphere what to do in these temperatures. So I think they have the edge there. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the weapons around Jordan Love, it's it's got to be really tough on him to kind of figure out how to game plan when you kind of don't know who you're going to have by your side on the field on Sunday. Well said, honestly. And we look, you know, we we reacted, of course, to the Lions game <clears throat> last week and it just like the confidence Love was playing with, the guys he was able to connect with, right? I mean, getting truly everyone involved Malik Heath getting some reps um it was just it was one of those things where even these young guys stepped up and now there does come a certain point right where there's just so many injuries how do you how do you balance that how are you able to rebound from that every team's injured right we're going into the second or the, the last third of the season we're in week 13 everyone's banged up I, there's no excuse for injuries anymore it really isn't i mean there's teams that are more saturated with injuries or more depleted whatever the word you want to use but like injuries are injuries i would say over the last month it seems like when the injury report has been dense it's been a little bit more optimistic come um uh, you know game day eli to your point it seems like a lot of people do get added but it seems like it's better where in the beginning of the year it seemed like it was a little bit more doom and gloom seven guys on there all seven are act you know inactive or six of them so it is what it is Janelle, I can see your argument. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Like the offense, I think, is part, especially just as we we saw that development from Love last week. I could I could make an argument that the secondary with Rudy Ford being questionable, Darnell Savage questionable, um, Eric Stokes doubtful. You could make an argument, Keyshawn Nixon, like you could make an argument for that as well. And Jair with the shoulder. 
either answer. Eli, do you have one? Do you want to agree with either of us that I just rambled with mine, or do you have a different one? I, um, I honestly think it could be a it could be any of them. It could be the running back group, just specifically too. Like it's it's wild. So I, I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my absolute favorite parts of the holidays is the joy of gift giving and trying to find that perfect gift for somebody that you care about so incredibly much. I've got two boys, 10 years old and six years old, and they are the absolute joy of my life. And watching them open those gifts and seeing the smiles on their faces is just about the best thing in the entire world. But one of the things that we often forget during the holidays is to remember to give to ourselves. Maybe that's in the form of a present, but it could also be the gift of taking a moment to enjoy the holidays. It could be treating yourself to a day of rest or maybe just enjoying your favorite meal. The best part is that you get to decide how to give to yourself. One other way that you can do that is by giving yourself the gift of therapy. And sometimes the holidays are the perfect time to start therapy or maybe even restart your therapy journey. Therapy continues to give me the tools that I need to live a happy, successful, and joyful life. Simply put, therapy is a beautiful journey to finding myself and making myself a better person. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. You can go online right now and find a therapy plan that's uniquely designed for you. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. It's tough. Yeah. Like at the beginning, like when you brought it up, I like immediately went to defense. Yeah. But then honestly, I started, you know, Jen, Jen definitely brought me over to the offense side for a minute. And now I'm kind of just like in the middle because it really, it's, it's tough. There's so many guys at key positions, but I'll just say based on whatever information we have now and the fact that I think there's some optimism around Jaden Reed leads me to just go to the defense because there's a lot of guys there and, you know, Alexander and Campbell being the biggest. So their status will be huge. But I, I was earlier, I said, I didn't think Savage was going to play. I thought he was limited the first two days. So I NC was full all week. So hopefully I'm wrong and he does play. So that could be big. I mean, if they get Ford and Savage back as their starting safeties, like that's a big difference, especially going up against a team like the Chiefs with Kelsey. Kelsey generally is going to get covered by a safety or a linebacker, which you don't want to do. So getting those guys back would be big. But one thing about, uh, in terms of scoring a lot of points, I was just curious. I looked up 
uh, points per game this year. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are at 23.3. The Packers are at 21. So it's actually been pretty close. And like you bring up the Lions, uh, Matt, the Lions are almost at 27 points a game. So, you know, those are just stats and all that. But I think I think the Packers, you know, I, I almost feel like they might. There's no way they're going to be like conservative, over conservative, thinking like, oh, yeah, we could just beat the Chiefs without these guys. Like, of course not. But, you know, I just – I don't know. Earlier, I was going to say, like, I don't agree with this mindset, but like, maybe there's a mindset of like, you probably lose to the Chiefs anyway, but then we have like a really easy, like, winnable schedule the rest of the way. Like, to be played safe this week with our big guys, Campbell, Jair, whatever, and then let them come back really refreshed and let's just win our last five games. That's, that's a possibility, but you know, look, that, that's insane. If the guys can play, they're going to play. So we'll see what happens. I, I, at the very least, I hope, I hope we see Reed out there and the starting safeties uh, specifically. I like that, Eli. I honestly, if I think you can go either direction on there, like I would say from what Janelle had said, I kind of am convincing myself that the running back group, she made a good point for that is like, it's December, right? That's an important time. This is when the one month, six weeks out of the year, if you will, AJ Dillon is a weapon is a reliable piece of the offense. And if he's limited DNP all week that went or DNP on Wednesday with the groin, plus you have Aaron Jones tweaked up. This is a Patrick Taylor game. Do we finally see, we've never even brought him up. Do we finally see James Robinson activated off the practice squad to get some reps? But, but Who knows? Dylan, Who knows? Dylan doesn't have a designation though. So like he doesn't, he doesn't, but he still, but he still could get, like he was limited all week. He was not full yeah. with the groin. No, I mean, yeah. he, he might end up on like a pitch count. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. It could be a more even split between him and Taylor, which I have no issue with because I no. like I don't mind seeing if Patrick Taylor gets so they could be I don't think I feel like you've never really seen him. I don't want him to get 20 carries, is what I'm saying, but even eight carries, I don't know. Maybe he gets in a rhythm. Like you need something because you need a little bit of like the lightning and the whatever they call it. You know, you can't just have Dylan trudging around all day. Like as as good as he's played the last month, like he has stepped it up for sure. But you need a little bit of like flash. You need something. So yeah, maybe James Robinson's the guy. Uh, either way, like it sucks so hard that Emmanuel Wilson got hurt at the same time because I think, I think he really this could have been his like audition for next year. Let's be real. Like, good chance AJ Dillon's not on the team. I I have a feeling at this point they're going to keep Jones around because they continue to bring him back. He continues to take pay cuts because he's maybe the greatest man in the world. So. This could have been Emmanuel Wilson's audition. Hopefully, we see him later. But yeah, I, I hope someone plays decent outside of Dylan. Definitely, I love that. Um, the final thing I'll say, and there's a lot of good stuff there. One, we have to get to the uh, two things. One, we have to get to the the Chiefs injury report, which is just like most of our opponents has been pretty thin. Um, uh, also, let's not forget. You know, we talked about that secondary guys, and Eli, you said you want to see the safeties start and play. I. Of course, we want everyone to play. But don't, let's not forget that Jonathan Owens had his career game on Thanksgiving now, sure. albeit potentially that it was yet a little bit of fire in his gut because he was excited for a turkey dinner, not provided by Fox. As we know, they didn't provide any turkey for that game. Super rude of them. Uh, let's see if he can bounce back and continue to do the same thing. And the the pop, the pop culture uh, connection there with Simone Biles and maybe him, her and Taylor Swift get a collab and we get a picture out there. Oh boy, that could be exciting. But nonetheless, let's get into the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs injury report, you guys. Really, as I already kind of alluded to, pretty thin. 
not much going on there. Eli, you popped in and you're like, hey, you know what? Of course, they get an extra benefit of getting a guy like Jarek McKinnon back. Uh, that's you know amazing for them. The only real concern that they have at this point would be on the defensive side. Nick Bolton, real, real solid interior backer. Uh, I want to say he's in his like, second or third year for them with a wrist limited all week with the wrist. He's out. Um, but I'll kind of run through the rest of them, guys. And they're mostly defensive guys from what I'm seeing here. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a split. But Brian Cook, uh, if anyone remembers, he came out of the scene this year when he had that incredible, incredible, I want to say it was the Europe game. Was it was in Germany. Chiefs yeah. Dolphins where he got lateral the ball and ran like a, a damn gazelle. But he's going to be out. Uh, or not out. Excuse me. He is a full participant all week with a bicep. Looks like he'll play. So a good addition to their secondary there. It's been actually pretty good this year. Uh, Jarek McKinnon questionable with that groin. I would have get you know guess using Janelle's uh, term pitch count. I think that's in a uh, you know the short short you know opportunity there for Jarek McKinnon because Isaiah Pacheco has been pretty solid for them. We'll see what happens how the weather fares into this game. We really don't talk about the weather report too much on this episode, but I'll give you a little maybe a tidbit from Ground Zero here as we wrap up the show a little bit later, but. I don't know. I wouldn't. I think Jarek McKinnon's a solid player. Let's see what he can get involved with. Sticking on the offensive side of the ball, three players in the receiving core. Sky Moore, knee, full participant. He should be able to go. Cardarius Tony, as ineffective as he is in a macro volume, man, at times he can be really, really good in the open space and put some guys on skates. And nonetheless, with all that wear and tear he does to the opponent, he does the same thing to his body ankle and hip Janelle of the lower, lower extremities, uh, full participant this week. And then lastly, uh, Ray, she rice, who is honestly kind of came to be their number one target outside of Travis Kelsey. And you could even make an argument when Kelsey has been bagged up, not a hundred percent with that ankle that he's been, you know, ailed, ailed with, uh, Ray, she rice is with a foot full participant. He should be ready to go. I would say if I had to circle someone on this computer screen, Ray, rice would probably be the number one. You want to slow down and maybe along with Kelsey and Pacheco, Donovan Smith tackle neck. He's full participant all week. And, um, yeah, really optimistic if you're a chiefs fan, because six guys yeah. that are going to enter this game with no designation, all full, all full participant this week. Um, I don't really know much more to say about this injury report. There's not really, for the Chiefs, there's not really much else on the IR for them, Janelle. I know you always like to look at that, but there's really no one else that you even have to worry about, Janelle. I, I think you got to be pretty damn optimistic if you're the Chiefs, right? Whether or not Taylor Swift's in the suites. Well, we're not the Chiefs, so it's pretty not optimistic over here. I'll tell you that we're much. Not. We are not, but I mean, if you are the Chiefs, right? Like, you got to be in a good spot. Um, yeah, I mean... The, you're also the Chiefs, so you go in every week thinking that you're going to just smoke your opponent. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's what, that's what my mentality would be if I was a Chiefs fan for sure. And honestly, it's kind of fun being the underdog, though, where it's like you get to just go out there and crush dreams. And if you lose, it's expected. But if you win, it's like, you know, just it blows everything up. And I think that's kind of a fun position to be in right now where – uh, Jordan Love is kind of catching fire and we're going to go out there and play a Chiefs team that's really good at home and we're going to be at home and obviously Jordan Love has played played the Chiefs before um, and played really well in that game but now it's kind of his show and I think that this is a, a really good stage for Jordan Love to be able to really show 
hey, I'm the real deal here. And I'm sick of all this bull crap about me not being a good quarterback. Packers going to trade me, draft, whatever. Like, this is my team. I'm the starting quarterback. And there's a reason why this team is investing in me. And I think that going out and balling against the Chiefs, who are a very talented team, would shut up a lot of people, you would think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, ton of light. Or, I mean, ton of eyes on this game. Lights. The glamour, the stage is set, like you said. We're in Lambeau Field, Sunday Night Football. I hope that Carrie it snows. I hope I, that it snows. Carrie Underwood will, of course, get us started. I always love when that comes in. It changes up the oh, vibe yeah. through kind of the last 45 minutes <clears throat> when the 3.30 games get done. Your point, Janelle, getting the injury report – or excuse me, getting the weather report. Should have tapped in with my boy uh, Luke Sampy this week, friend of the program, absolutely great meteorologist for WFRB Channel 5 in Green Bay. But – Let's take a look here. So we did have some snow last week, Saturday night in Green Bay. It is now, as I look at my front, out my front on my grass, even though it's dark as heck out, I know it. there's grass. There's no, there should be any snow on the sidelines for Green in Lambeau because, as you know, not a dome. It's going to get enough sunlight. Looking through the rest of the next 24, 36 hours, actually be about two days from now, 48 hours, couple maybe precipitation tonight 15 percent. if you really want to put any weight behind that outside of that a little bit of sunday december 3rd snow shower starting at 2 a.m i'm not so sure if that's some home cooking with the weather channel uh for the you know around this game <laughs> but we'll see what happens it's it's and it's gonna flirt right it's gonna be that 33 degrees is it gonna sleet is it gonna snow is it gonna hail is it gonna rain is it gonna who knows? But it, maybe we'll see some snow. And you, all three of us know, having been to games, night games, a little snow at Lambo when it's night out is like, oh, holy hell. It's like magical. It's, it, is, it is a sight to be seen. So we'll see. Um, I'm glad I checked this because I didn't know it was supposed to snow. So I, at least I can That's just like, to... snow under the lights is such a beautiful thing for a football Weird. game. And can you imagine just like, you know... Packers and Chiefs, they're balling out against each other. And then all of a sudden, like fourth quarter hits and the flurries start to come in. And it's just like Packers catch wind and it just becomes their game. I mean, there's, there's something magical about what snow can do at Lambeau for sure. <laughs> I don't believe in weather, though. You know what I mean? Why? Shut up. <laughs> doesn't believe in months. Doesn't believe in time. Saying, doesn't believe in dates. No, I don't no, believe in weather is. reports. I don't think any human being can tell okay. me what the weather is going to be. So, Janelle, we, Janelle, you jumped on him too fast, and I piggybacked on it. He, he if we would have let him give his, I agree yeah, with you. Didn't let, you didn't let me get the rest of the words out. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't like, care. <laughs> it's Gosh, this, Eli I doesn't see, believe in anything. I swear. No, I only himself. believe in you know, yeah, but I believe in myself. I believe in the things I can see. I can't see the weather. I've never seen weather. I mean, once. you can't see the weather. I'm not a weather seer. We just I talked about how like, you can see the weather in Lambeau Field when it's dark out, and it's yeah. Snows. You don't know that. Oh, my gosh. I do. I've been there. Um, guys, this is honestly another episode where we leave you in doom and gloom, unfortunately. Um, it's no other than the fact that we got to deliver what was going on. I'm pretty optimistic, though. I will say, like I said, first four or five weeks, a couple guys would be on there. It seemed like all of them would have to get activated. This last week, I think, would be, you know, I would say similar to what I'm trying to make a point of. Like, there were 17 guys on the list. However, there was more guys that played than not. Um, so that's awesome. And I think hopefully that's the same thing here. Um, not much of an argument, I think, to be made if it's a noon game to a 720 game, it's an extra six and a half hours, seven and seven and a half hours. 
uh, change things? Probably not, but we'll see. I'm not so sure how they value the, you know, as going forward, maybe is a little bit of a home cooking or just some savviness about the injury report. When they've had 10 days, it seems like they should be more healthy. I don't think we emphasize that enough because that did happen earlier in the year that we had talked about, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what this game looks like. I'm excited to be there. I'm going to the game. Um, I always try to remember to remind people of this. If you ever want to reach out to me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore, that's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore questions about where you should go park places to visit like it's uh, the parking thing's been a huge thing this year i think it's because of parking and that one lot is smaller now with the the gym being added and the expansion of the stadium or just i don't know why but people have hit me up family friends twitter people colleagues just hey where's the best spot to park let me know let me know where you're coming from town i'll send you a screenshot we'll work through it together but um if you have any questions of course reach out to me on twitter there and like i said pack it a podcast q a seven o'clock p.m central standard time december 2nd at green bay at badger state distillery excuse me not green bay distillery at badger state distillery behind the old brett farf steakhouse across the street from burkles formerly by tundra lodge otherwise just google it eli duh andy herman myself will be there look for me i'll have my pack of day podcast hoodie on and um of course go check out stage one green bay downtown broadway if you want to go check out some taylor swift music i know eli might be making the trip up just for that since he's such a big fan yeah. janelle <laughs> I, I don't know if i have anything other for you other than the fact that it's going to be a hell of a game i'm really really excited i think you and myself have to get some rest before the game on sunday night football but um mm-hmm. any predictions for the game and how are you going to be enjoying it yeah i mean obviously i'm going to go i go into every game anticipating a w i mean it's just the way that it is you know any given sunday is the motto um and you know i think that this could be a really a a huge turning point for the packers this season um so i'm obviously going to go in there thinking that jordan law is going to ball out under the lambo lights and find a way i think it'll obviously be close um there's going to be just a lot a lot going on i think it's going to be a really wild game but it's going to be a lot of fun so i'm actually pretty excited for it i think this team has become something that has become a lot easier to root for the last few weeks so i hope that they can continue that but nonetheless i will support them um so yeah and i will most likely be at my parents house watching um so it'll be a lot of fun so yeah i'm just i i feel like i'm really excited for this game and maybe yeah. i should be more nervous but i just I feel excited about it. And like I said, because that underdog feeling where there's kind of not a lot of expectations for the Packers going into this game. So I think that makes it more exciting. Like the Chiefs have more to lose than the Packers right now. And I love going into a game feeling like that. I would love to be the team that everybody wants to beat right now. But in this situation, it is really just a lot of fun to kind of be the one that can kind of cause chaos throughout the league so I'm excited for it I'm optimistic I think that through all the injuries this year they have shown really good adversity so I at this point yeah the injuries suck but I think that they have shown that they know how to overcome them and I hope that they can continue to do so hell yeah anything you got to plug anything you're working on right now I know important I mean Um, stuff of course but anything you got going on yeah, obviously have to plug the Centennial Cougars state champions. If you heard me mention it last week, they did end up winning on a goal line, you know, 
unreal. It was like it was the craziest finish. Like everybody in high school football was talking about it. I mean, Centennial had that game, but Edina very late goes for the touchdown. They get it and they go for the ball game. So two points wins it. Field goal ties it. They go for the two and we stop them like inches from scoring. So it was You're a welcome. really wild finish. You're what welcome. was that? I, I called that play. I made sure it happened. I have inside yeah, I sources at Edina. As I, I said, need the last power week. to mute you. I need the power to mute you. <laughs> you're not allowed to mute me because I'm speaking the truth. All I'm saying is Centennial Cougars, you're welcome for the title. Very impressive. Okay, Mr. I'm rooting for Edina. <laughs> but no, I You wouldn't be where you are without me. It was it was just really special and emotional for our community. Um, especially for Coach Diggins. So very happy for him and this community. And it was it was a lot of fun. So that's something that was super exciting for me to see my my alma mater go out there and win their first state championship. So um, obviously have to plug them. And then mm-hmm. followed by the Badgers winning the Axe back. I mean, it was a phenomenal few days of football for me last week. So I hope Not that bad. we can continue to roll that into this week as well. I would agree. Not half bad. Eli, Janelle and I, as you know, we've taught not taught Janelle has worked in the school district we've both been coaches of athletics I imagine you're going to reach out around these trying times for the Adina high school team and maybe go to mentor them as they're reeling from their state championship runner-up or are you just kind of kind of go from a distance and pretend you were never an Adina fan where are you going to fall on this one um oof, that's a good call I really want to take it week by week just depending smart, on how I want smart. to play it yeah but uh I will say that's very fun. Uh, it's a fun way to win. I did see that. I don't even know if I saw a video. I saw a picture. Either way, that's pretty cool. Uh, but next year, Adina, all the way, for sure. Yep, yep. I see. I already see the polls out. It's Yeah, Adina is favored as number one in the state of... I'm sorry. I hope it's not offensive. It's a terrible name. So, honestly, I'm okay. totally with you guys. I hate the okay. word Adina. Saying it bothers me. I'm a cougar <laughs> guy for life. I'm a coog. Okay, it only took a week, Janelle, and we flipped them to you to support your alma mater. So I mean, Eli was the only one who didn't understand that nobody likes Edina. Edina but... He didn't. <laughs> he had no idea. I said it enough times where I'm like, I can't, I can't continue saying this word, at least not in a positive way. So I'm with Perfect. Great. Flip That's the great. script. All it took was the Cougars to win, and now we've got the bandwagoner on board. Uh, yeah. Ride the momentum. Um, anything yeah. to plug, Eli? Anything you guys got? I know you got, of course, the pack going on, your, your Twitter page, anything you're writing right now? Uh, yeah, over at uh, Packer Report, and I am expecting probably more around the playoff time to get uh, back into more uh, gambling related uh, stuff. But yeah, uh, Twitter, Book of Eli underscore NFL. Uh, follow me over there, and of course, here every week, and uh, go pack go. Oh, yeah, uh, as I already plugged my Twitter account, of course, at Matt underscore Frey underscore. As we always do, if there's anything that you guys want us to discuss, talk about, chew on, bring up as a potential uh, hot topic within the Packers sphere, please reach out to any of us on Twitter. Of course, at Packaday Podcast is where everyone kind of has their curated content there, being ran by Andy Herman. But make sure you're following us over there. Of course, uh, check us out on all the other social platforms, YouTube specifically. I know that's a great way. Like I like to get caught up during uh, my weekend is got a little bit more time to digest content and go through some of the YouTube episodes Andy's putting out there. In addition to 365 Days Out of the Year podcast, we also do the YouTube series. Some great things are coming, guys. Uh, 
some things behind the scenes that we were told about this week. We got some extra help coming along the way. I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't know the full details yet. Andy likes to keep things pretty close to the chest, and I respect that a ton. Um, but some cool things coming as far as extra content and extra just creative, we'll say, along the way. So I'm excited for that. And again, once again, Badger State Distillery, 7 p.m., December 2nd. Q&A, Andy Herman will be there along with other Pack-A-Day people and just Packer fans in general, I'm sure, are traveling in from the game. I hope everyone has a good weekend, safe travels, however you're watching the game. If you see me down anywhere, if you need any questions answered apart where you should be, go eat, drink, sleep, hit me up. Happy to help you guys out. And as always, go Pack-Go. Go.